When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. This is FM 104's Strawberry Alarm Clock Podcast with Jim Jim and Nobby. Jam on it. It's the Strawberry Alarm Clock. What's the story, everybody? Did you ever order that thing for your hair, the DNA? Did you ever do it? I never did, no. No. I must do it. Well, yeah, you've been saying that for for three months. Again, every time we talk about this, it's not a DNA thing. That's a different thing. I would like to do that and find out. So what do you want to find out? If your uncle was a Viking or... No, that's the DNA thing. So that'll tell you how Irish you are. Oh yeah Apparently there's This is an allergy thing isn't it? Yeah the allergy thing So you send off a piece of your hair And it'll tell you What you're allergic to Because I am allergic to something Something disagrees with me You're going through everything To find out Everybody has that though by the way And sometimes you can be grand With everything And suddenly sometimes You just You get But we're all humans We're all unique So yeah you'd understand I'm only human After all Rag and bone man Don't sing anymore now And sue us uh, yeah, so I didn't do it, but I uh, I must look back into it. Oh, you should. You I've should. been very busy in the pandemic. Oh, look, who are you telling? We're telling you. One thing you're going to be watching this weekend, or, you know, streaming? Me? Yeah. Well, you'll hear it in Podgy's TV Guide. I will definitely. I've seen, I've seen the first episode of Your the uh, your Honour, or, yeah, Your Honour. Brian Cranston. Brian Cranston, very good. You're in good hands. Like, it looks fantastic. Cranston's amazing. It's a great story. It's got everything. The last interview I saw with Brian Cranston, which was only last week, it made me then go off Googling him. So I was able to find out how old he is. He's not far off 65. He's got one child. He was doing an episode of The Twilight Zone. Yeah. Before Malcolm in the Middle. And I think he just I think he just was auditioning for Malcolm in the Middle. And he was <laughs> just doing, he was jobbing around, just doing bits. Jobbing around. He was doing loads of single jobs on different TV shows, popping up here and there. And... One of the guys who was a writer on the Twilight Zone was yeah. a young fella. He came up and said, "You're brilliant. I really like." And and I never saw this episode of the Twilight Zone. Apparently, he played a guy who started off one way and then finished up a different way. And he got chatting to one of the writers, a fella called Vince Gilligan, only a young, young fella. And he said, "I'm writing a thing where a guy starts off. I'd love you to be in it, actually." And he goes, "All right, yeah, yeah." Over lunch, next thing, cut to seven years later, gets a call through his agent from a fella called Vince Gilligan. Would you like to read my? script is called Breaking Bad about a school teacher who uh, you know <laughs> starts breaking the rules and he's a good guy but he turns bad and he goes do you remember I don't know who he is he's this fella he's, he really wants to talk to you he says you remember him no I don't remember him but yeah go on give us a look at it and the rest is history as they say well before all that Jim he was an actor who was trying to find work and I found this I didn't personally find it I found it today but I, I was alerted to it a week ago 
Brian Cranston did an ad for cream for your bum bum. Now you can relieve inflamed hemorrhoidal tissue with the oxygen action of Preparation H. It accelerates absorption of pure oxygen to help shrink swelling of inflamed hemorrhoidal tissue as it often relieves pain and itch for hours. Preparation H with oxygen action. Wow. So when you're a struggling actor. But he was also, he wasn't he the big, vo- big voice in um, uh, animation? He was um, a baddie in... Oh. Yeah, he was not something, I know what you mean, yeah. What was it? mean? But it's it's also because the same interview I saw him on was uh, with uh, Ted Hastings, Adrian Dunbar, and Adrian Dunbar they they, they showed a clip of him in a, a Star Trek thing, and he never made it to the final. Like he wasn't in the film, they cut him out. So the, the, between Brian Cranston's ads that he used to have to do, and that you you kind of saw the it, it doesn't always work. Yeah, he was in that, wasn't he? Power Rangers. Yeah. Your weapons are no match for me. Now you shall taste my firepower. That's Brian Cranston. He's a monster. What was that monster called? Him? You watched the Power Rangers, didn't you? Yeah. I, I can't remember the monster. Scroll down there in the descriptions. I might, I might tell you. Walter White Ranger. <laughs> I'm not the ranger. Lizard Man. Say my name. Lizard Man. Yeah, yeah. So he so was like He was doing lots, but it was all probably, you know, leading up to what happened. Yeah, like all actors, they, they move around, they go where the work is, but Breaking Bad was his the, the role of his life. But it's mad, exactly, it's mad to think that you can get to, I mean, Breaking Bad, he must have been in his 50s, mm. and he still hadn't got the role at that point in his career. So you never know, you might you might get the promotion in like 15 years from now. Yeah. That'll change your life, like Brian Cranston. Well, he's fantastic, and going on the first episode, Your Honour is what I'll be lashing into, if I get a chance, this weekend. Okay, very good, very good. Uh, I will have to, of course, just remind everybody in case you don't get that far into the podcast, but hopefully you do. Uh, Top Gear returns for new series this Sunday, and I think the lads have managed to turn around that show because it was gone to a weird place, and now everyone seems back on board. They really have, haven't they? It's, good. it's just fun. It's fun again. I like it. Coming up on the show today, you're going to hear Laura Whitmore. You'll find out what she found in a London Canal, which still bothers me. Um, and she'll talk about her book as well, which is really good. We'll have a dish the dirt. We'll try and work out who's more popular or who do you watch more, Ant or Deck? And you'll never think of it in the same way again now, yeah. after this. Uh, walking in the dark and being aware that you might be freaking people out, we'll talk about that. Crossy managed to get a, an interview with SAS Red Notice's Sam Hewan. I don't know why he chose us to talk to, but he did. Uh, the man is fairly big. And a man says he will bark like a dog if he wins Instagram with 10 questions in a row. Find out if he's barking by the end of it. So enjoy today's podcast. Have a great weekend. We will be back, of course, on Monday on this and on the show. So tune in. Good luck to you. Be good. Places, everybody. It seems today that on TV there are so many programs. Which one should we see? But where can we get some decent telly? What? Sitting on our backside. Pudgy has a TV guy. What do we do? He tells us what he's streaming, what his telly box is beaming, cause the coppers told him he can't go outside. It's time for Pudgy's TV guy. Oh, that is the sound of Friday, that is. Lucky is the day What's the sound Can you resist the urge to surge? That gas, isn't it, lads? A story now about royalty... Race relations, uh, cruelty and bullying, and still somehow Piers Morgan made it all about him. Yeah. <laughs>
<laughs> Paul, did you see about the bear who got, uh, he found 30 kilos of coke in the woods and he did the whole lot? Yeah, they're making a movie about him. <laughs> What's it called? Pablo Escobar. <laughs> oh. This is Top Gear back on Sunday night on BBC One. Now we're talking. Oh, I need an Africa. Shaken and very stirred. Brand new top game. Oh, Aston Martin BMW 2 series, the original ones, that's got fighter pack jet packs on people in forests. That is what you want. How come McGuinness has blonde hair now? I think life crisis. <laughs> he went in to get his hair coloured and went in, I like it more lighty. <laughs> yeah. It's like 200 quid for that, you know that? Yeah, it's, it's like a tenner to quarter and 190 quid to find it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a lad who's 15 and decides he's going to bl- dye his hair blonde for the summer. That's except. pretty much what it is. I, you know what, it's probably just his version of the lockdown hair. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Everyone else is just becoming a hippie and doing skinheads. He's like, yeah, yeah, do this. I think the snip stip Mr. Burge has done during lockdown as well. He's been very busy. He's cutting it off both ends. <laughs> They've borrowed an awful lot Including Flintoff From a league of their own Yeah you're not wrong Well why is it on the telly lads It can't have, it can't have escaped user attentions That the celebrity circle Is on channel 4 this week Yeah have you been watching it If oh. only for the little bits Where Emma Willis comes in If a cat turned into a woman That's what a yeah. cat would look like Yeah She's the most feline person in the world But it's been pretty good actually lads Because there's a load of celebs in there Pretending to be other celebs there was a brilliant moment ah. in the last season where nobody knew who Richard Maley was when he revealed who they he still, was. They still don't. The nation's most famous block of flats is about to welcome its latest residents. It's back. And this time, it's the Celebrity Circle. I'm Peyton. I'm Sam. You probably know us best from Made in Chelsea and... Towie. Got a rat. I want to catfish someone. So the person we are going into the Celebrity Circle as... He's stunning. Divided by very, very intellectual. Times by popular. Which she equals Rachel, Rachel Riley. Riley. She did countdowns, so that's why I did that whole, that whole thing. Oh, this is going to be a f- disaster, isn't it? Hi, I'm Denise Van Outen, and I am an all-round entertainer. My game plan in the celebrity circle is to enter as... Me. I think there'll be people in the circle who I will know. And if they're pretending to be somebody else that I do know... I'm going to catch them out. She was on Ireland Talent's Got Talent, whatever it was called. Talent's Got Talent. I still don't think Nobby gets to how this works. I don't think, well, if I don't, I mean. <laughs> they're on social media, you don't they're see They're on it. social media, so they can't hear our voice, they can't see our. Well, I think she's going they to pretend. They can just see our picture and our tweets. Yeah, but she's going to say she's Denise Van Outen, and people are not going to believe she is. It's very complicated, lads, and for that reason, I'm not sure people will bother their. <laughs> but maybe. <laughs> well, it's really not complicated at all when you see it. I'll tell you what I'm looking forward to, lads. Uh, I love Brian Cranston. I think everyone does. Oh yeah, that's and you know he's of course Breaking Bad. That's obvious, but he's in something new called Your Honor. I haven't seen it yet, but everybody's saying it's oh, class. Oh yeah, the first episode. Oh my god, I had to look away from the screen. Binge the thing out of it. They're all up there now. That's what a fine record. Start one of it a Tuesday night on Sky Atlantic at nine o'clock. Don't tell anyone. Not ever. I can do this. I can keep you safe if no one ever hears about it. The boy you hit this morning is Jimmy Baxter's son. The head of the most vicious crime family in the city. Whoever you are, wherever you are, you will be found. 
Oh, yeah. You wouldn't be watching that with the chiselers. Put it that way. No, 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 no. No. Now, lads, do you like uh, Rick and Morty? I, Have I've you watched n- that? I've never really got into it. I know you love it, but... I uh, it's very good. Yeah. Now, one of the lads who makes that, Justin Roiland, has a new show on Disney+. Plus. It's kind of a sitcom, but it's animated, and it's called Solar Opposites. The ship is totally repaired. We can finally leave this bloodish planet. <laughs> <laughs> so long, Earth suckers. Enjoy the melting ice caps. No, 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 no. Damn it. Hey, we're still trapped on Earth. This puts us right back to where we were a year ago. Oh, my God. Make a bigger deal about it. I'm just glad everything is back to normal. Yo, dork. Ugh, ah. Are you crazy? Wear your mask. I didn't know we needed masks. I've been breathing air for over a year. It <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> looks good. <laughs> it does actually look good. That isn't, even though it's animated, that's not for the Chislers either. Uh, no, 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 no. It is a cartoon, but it is not a cartoon. But if you just want a good picture of a Saturday night, whiplash! It's on BBC Two at 20 past 11. This place is nice. I really like the music that they play. Bob Ellis on the drums. <laughs> I'm part of Schaefer's Top Jazz Orchestra. It's the best music school in the country. The key is to just relax. Don't worry about the numbers. Don't worry about what the other guys are thinking. You're here for a reason. Have fun. You're certainly nominated. Well, it looks good. I'll be giving that to go. Have you not seen it? No. Oh, I like that a lot. Good luck to you! And don't forget, look after your L one on Mother's Day. Oh God, God yeah, yeah, yeah. It's F104. <laughs> FA104's Instagram with coverinaclick.ie. Low cost car insurance for young drivers. Call us quick. It's Cover in a Click. 10 questions. 60 seconds. 1,000 euro. FM104's Instagram. Matt from Rathfarnham. Matt Farnham, I'm going to call you. Matt Farnham. Hi, lads. How are you? Very good. Very All good. Right. All right. So, uh, Bruno is the name of your dog. Excellent name for a dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bit of a handful, but. What kind of, what kind of dog is Bruno? I use Nikita, American Nikita. Big lad. Yeah, Bruno sounds like a big dog, doesn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Are they are they the dogs that are also known as the Game of Thrones dogs? The Game of Thrones? No, they look they look a bit like a husky. Big, big fluffy, big fluffy huskies. Are you a bit of a big fluffy husky yourself? <laughs> I don't know. Am I? Well, judging by that laugh, yeah. <laughs> can you bark? Um, can I bark? <laughs> not for you. <laughs> okay. Well, we, we we won't we won't make you bark. That's not in the terms and conditions. Uh, give me game. a thousand quid and I'll bark. All right. Okay, so all right. If you, so you have to, if you get a thousand euro, you have to bark like a like like Bruno. Okay. Fair enough. That's the deal. All right. Make them easy then. <laughs> so what are you doing uh, for an L few quid? Few quid. Um, actually, on the building side at the moment, I'm an electrician. Okay. Freezing. Yeah. Phrasing. Phrasing. What do you what do you use to keep yourself warm? Like do you have like uh, special T shirts to keep you warm and all that? Uh, a jacket. A jacket. <laughs> a jacket. <laughs> a jacket. Uh, no, you, have, you, you have your under armour and all that stuff, you yeah, know what I mean? The yeah. extra there's 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 the, the, else, day, you know? the Snickers trousers warm, are they? The Snickers trousers, ah yeah, yeah. You can get the summer ones and the winter ones. But if the winter ones on there now and they're they're fairly tough already. Right. 
didn't know there was winter ones versus summer ones. Uh, insulated, you know. Yeah. There you are, ladies, yeah. huh? Big fluffy husky in his in his Snickers huh? trousers. Huh? <laughs> Sorry, ladies, I'm taken. Oh, oh. <laughs> uh, all the hearts breaking there, oh, right? Well. So we have the questions. I think they're doable. I think Nobby got about nine. I think I got eight. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah, I, I got eight. You got eight, did you? Here we yeah. go. The game begins in three, two, one. What do Americans call it when they go on holiday? vacation what day of the week next week is Paddy's Day Wednesday music's biggest awards night is this weekend what's it called what's the Rioja region of Spain famous for making wine true or false when he was in school the weekend was called weekdays false Harry Kane scored a brace of goals last night how many goals is that What area of New York is also the name of an Irish popcorn company? Manhattan. Which shopping centre opened first, Dundrum Shopping Centre or Pavilions in Swords? Pavilions in Swords. Including the unreleased one, how many James Bond films has Daniel Craig done? Oh. At least seven. Released in 2019, what was the final Avengers movie called? Endgame. Oh, you did very well. Oh. You did very well. <laughs> One or two in there, lads. Don't be doing this to me. You did very well, Matt. How well did I do? Will we, will we be hearing Matt bark? That's the question Dublin wants to know. Vacation. If you were to have got one wrong, which do you think it is? Oh, if I was to get one wrong... I'd say it was either the football one or the James Bond one. Well, the football one, a brace of goals is two. Three is a hat-trick, we know that. Four yeah, is a glut. Right. Did you know that? Four nope. is a glut, no. Not no, no football. And there's <laughs> no need to worry about gluts being oh, sorry, a Spurs fan. Four is a haul and five is a glut. Lads, that pronunciation right. of La Rioja region is appalling. Oh, it was perfect. We're Irish. It was Rioja, yeah. yeah. Rioja, we yeah. don't say restaurant either. Some anyway. people, uh, Irish people say Rioja. Rioja. My fiance is actually from the Basque country and it's Rioja. Rioja. Rioja, okay. Yeah, Rioja, yeah. You sound like a usher saying that, you know? In yeah. You do, like. Rioja. Have what's you got any Rioja? Why are you going into a Brian's and asking for Rioja? What's her name? Lara. Lara. Yeah. Wait, were you in the Basque country? Lovely Miss Lara Tomino. How are you on? Yeah. In the Basque country, they're good crack, aren't they? I like that. a great crack, yeah. They drink like the Irish, I tell you that. Did you meet her over there? No, met her over here. She moved over there four years ago. Right. Yeah, okay. popped the question to her last year. Good man, good man. All right. Yeah. The dog, the ring, he's got it all, but you haven't got, got 1,000 euro, unfortunately. Ah, yeah. sugar. Yeah, Which yeah. one was it? The pavilions opened in 2001. Dundrum Shop Centre opened in 2005. Ah, you're Inc- not. No, you got that right. You got that right. Including the oh, unreleased right. one. James Bond, Daniel Craig is done, including the unreleased one. You said seven, didn't you? You said at least seven. It's five, yeah. including the unreleased uh, one. Sh- Sugar. All right, better look next time, I suppose. Hard luck. Hard luck, you got 90%. No, no barking today, lads. <laughs> <laughs> it's Friday, though. You'll be off the site by three o'clock. Good luck. One o'clock today, lads. <laughs> Hi, stools. Take it easy. See you later. Did you get a Take 10? Easy. I'd say lots of people got 10. Let us know. Dublin's F104, it is the strawberry alarm clock and we can now beam to landing and talk to Laura Whitmore. Good morning, Laura. Good morning, how are you? 
Very good. Good. Look at you beaming, beaming away. The technology of FM 104. Well, if we told you yeah. what this technology really was, it might be as oppressive. <laughs> it's all so. held, to, held together with, you know, shoelaces. Blue, t- blue tack. I know a lot, and life is about blue ticks these days. It's about blue tack in here. Why is it blue? Why is it blue tack, by the way? I never understand why it's There's blue. There's white tack now. Like... There's white tack. Oh, it, oh, they've moved with the times. Yeah, Great. Yeah, yeah. Good oh, to know. Um, they still sell it, though, because I regularly have to buy it for a seven-year-old who likes messing with it. <laughs> I can't say the name of your book without singing it, so I hope you don't mind. Sing it. Please no sing it. No one can change your life except for you. Oh, I was wondering what you were singing. Is that why you said that? Have you only, have you only figured out now that it's a song lyric? No, because well, they even use that song in Bridesmaids. Oh, that's, that's my that's my missus' favourite song. That that's her like once that comes on, forget about it. By Every way, single the, word is getting oh, screamed. There it, oh, there it is. Good. The good colour is. You're holding it up there. I mean, it's lo- like it? shiny. It's lovely. Yeah, I mean, it looks perfect for magpies. It's also for the amount of pages. It's very light. Well, I guess. You know, paper is quite light, isn't it, really? Relatively I suppose it is, Laura, yeah. To, compared to, like, you know, blue tack and other stuff. <laughs> i tell you one thing, uh, Laura, right? We both have yeah. young daughters, and when they're old enough, once they get past the uh, Peppa Pig, I'm going to get them to read your book because of you've been through everything that they're potentially going to ever go through. So uh, yours is so positive. Uh, I, I, me and Peppa Pig basically are <laughs> are up there. From Peppa Pig to Laura Whitmore. But yeah, when, when they go from the fluffy world into the real world, your book is great advice for how to deal with all the, the negativity and the weirdos and the Muppets and the paparazzi so. and how to how to come out of it not even not even in my i just kind of i talk about a few anecdotes from my my own life i mean it's not a memoir because i don't feel like i've lived enough for that or have the authority but it definitely stuff that i've picked up in my own world that i think is relative to other people's worlds so mm. even if it's not paparazzi you know how women are talked about how women are treated imposter syndrome which women and men yes. guess you know feeling out of place not feeling like you're good enough Know, I'm sure you guys, when you start out in radio and then you end up in situations interviewing people and you're kind of like, how, how did I get here? Yeah. What, what happened here? Like, is, is someone, I got my own show. Like, how did that happen? And, and then I constantly feel like someone's going to tap me on the shoulder. So I think there's lots of things in there, hopefully, that will resonate with a wide range of people. Yeah, absolutely. There was, there was a law at the end of last year brought in about coercive control in Ireland. And I remember this big, tall, burly guard standing outside the Central Criminal Court and he was high up in the guards and mm. he said if you're a woman you don't have to put up with this if you're a gay and you're the victim it doesn't matter what you are come to the guardie you'll be treated fairly and properly and I just remember thinking, like, I remember filming the telly mm. and putting it on Twitter and saying like what a good message for an older guard to be saying to the people of Ireland yeah, I mean, I haven't seen that, but it is something that I think we're very aware of, particularly over in London now. There's been a lot of horrific things that are going on um, as a woman that's been very scary. And and even things like um, my other half during lockdown, um, you know, you could go for like one walk a day and I kind of have to get that walk in when it was bright outside. Yeah, and yeah. like that's the mentality that I've just grown up with, because if I go out for a walk at night time, it's dangerous for a woman. And and I guess it's been really interesting to listen to the men in my life because obviously I wrote this book as a woman, so there's definitely a female perspective. Um, but having men read it and kind of go, oh, I'd never saw it from that side or that point of view before. And I think that's been really lovely as well. And it's good for, you know, for younger girls to and for young guys to, to read it. For somebody, for, you know, you're so open about not having your shh together. And, <laughs> Do and, any of us ever? But like, because you know, as you say, you've got your, your hair styled by somebody else, and you've got your, your amazing makeup, and you're you know you're you're dressed impeccably. You Obviously, know. none of this is today. Yeah, but no, but, like, days, yeah, but people would imagine that you know Laura Whitmore <laughs> has her sh- together, and it's, yeah. it's it's refreshing to find out that you know you're just a real person, just like everyone else. 
Oh, we're all making it up, aren't we? Yeah, we're yeah. all making it up. I, I think I, I've had a lovely insight from the other side of, you know, interviewing people over the years. And um, as you guys do that, you know, you meet people who are big stars or you're big fans of. And then you're like, oh, you're just a person. You've got insecurities or you're unsure. And I think sometimes we're scared to show that vulnerability. And I talk a lot about vulnerability because, you know, you, you go and come on the radio or you go on television, you could have had a really bad day and you have to do your job. And that's really important. And you do your job and you uplift people who come and listen to your show. But then you're also a person. So you're allowed to be sad outside of that and you're allowed to deal with things and, and have that tribe of people around you. And I think we need to remember that it's OK not to be really strong all the time because we are human. Amen. Absolutely. Um, can I just take the conversation in a different direction for a second? I notice over Please your do. shoulder you have one of those lights, and I've been trying to find one of those lights. <laughs> can you? Is it on? It's uh, do you know, it's too bright at the moment. You only really notice it at night time. Is it it's yellow? Or can you change the colour on? It's yellow. Do what you is know that? what? Neon, I, is it? I, I got this from Ian, my other half, um, as a present. I got this from him. Very showbiz. This from him. It's very this good. This is my this is my launching launching of the book present. I got this from him, and then I got a bobblehead of Tom Hanks. Very good. Because <laughs> you know, classic. Well I do mention I mentioned Tom Hanks in the books. There is a reason for that. But right. um, you know, you can get a bobblehead for everything these days. It's yeah. mad. So that they were they were actually I didn't buy them. They were a little gift. Okay, well the lightest. The lightest, the lightest so, nice. Speaking of Ian, right, as yeah. you call him, we can't say his name on the show without going. Love Island. Yeah. Oh, you do it very well. Don't do it too well, or he'll be out of. Well, a he job. even did a jingle for us. Yeah, it was good. <laughs> oh God, are you going to play that? Do you, do you want to hear it? I don't know. I know Why? you're biased, but he's a lovely fella, isn't he? He's very nice. He's very. He's, I think so. I've yeah. had to spend a lot of time with him in the past year. Yeah, a lot. Speaking of, so as Nobby looks for that, Love Island. We know it's yes. happening, which is uh, yes. very exciting news. And we don't know where yet. We don't. We, re- we really don't. So you, you have no idea whether it could be, it could be Jersey, uh, it could be Spain. We don't know yet. I think the ideal would be Mallorca because um, that's what Love Island is. It's summer in Mallorca. It's somewhere nice and warm. And that's where they've done it in the past. Um, I've obviously never worked on the show in Mallorca, so it's very new for me. But... Um, uh, what we've learned the past year is to always have contingency, contingency plans. Yes. They are needed. So, um, I mean, there's lots of people. Like I, what I do on that show is a very small piece. I mean, there's hundreds of people been working on that show for, for a long time throughout the whole year. So they know a lot more than I do. I just show up. When the contestants, are they... Hang on, hang on. More oh, Love Island oh, questions. Oh, here, here hang, on, hang on, hang on. <laughs> the girls have got an incredibly tough decision ahead. Oh, my goodness. Jim Jim or Nobby. Hi. They're too turned on to decide. Stay tuned to the Strawberry Alarm Clock on <laughs> FM 104. Dublin's hit music station. That obviously works much better when you can't see us. You know, we still have the mug in the house. Do Good. you? Good. Yeah, it's a massive mug. It's great. I kind of use it for drinking tea well, all day. Here's Jim's tip with your news. Here we go. It fits a baby bottle perfectly into it. You put some warm water in there with your baby bottle. Boom. So you don't need to have one of those really expensive contraptions that heat up a bit. You'll, probably, you'll probably get one of them anyway as a present, but like, yeah, yeah. this is a good standby. The mug. If you want to keep Use it warm. Yeah. yeah. I love it. I love it. I, I also like it, you know, when someone, well, when, when I'm not pregnant and um, able to drink, but I'm like, I'll just have the one glass of wine. Hold on. I'll use this mug. Have you? Use the, <laughs> yeah, the mug. It's great. Yeah, the mug. It's a great it's, size for a glass of wine. Keeping it real. Keeping Sorry, it real. back back to the the contestants that are potentially going to be in Love Island in a couple of months. Do they are they sort of being gathered together and put in a bubble now as we Bleached. speak? Do you think? Bleached. I I have no idea. I literally have no idea that process. It's a huge casting team, brilliant casting team because you know they, they kind of find it's personality as well. Like look at Maura Higgins, like she yeah. made that show, yeah. and I think they're yeah. really great at. Um, 
kind of it's a balance of a mixture of people and uh I think it's been ongoing. I think that like the applications this year have been crazy. There's been so many people applying. Everyone wants to get into the villa, but it's a big team that work on that that I am completely oblivious of. I just kind of, as I said, I get told when to go in. I don't even know when, like from doing the winter one, it's quite spur of the moment. Sometimes I'll get a call going, okay, you need to fly tomorrow because we're, and they won't tell me what it is that I'm doing sometimes. Right. It's like they don't trust me. Oh. Now, it's, like, it's like they think I'm going to talk to an Irish radio station and tell them and all tell them all everything. All yeah, yeah. Details, yeah. Well, we're course, trying our best, but you're not breaking. We are really, really trying. I, I thought you might crack it there for a second, Jim. Well, we're going to have more questions with Laura in just a few minutes. Dublin's F and Four. It is the Strawberry Alarm Clock. It's a Friday morning, and we can go back now to Laura Whitmore in London. If you thought long term down the road, if you're both working on the same show at the same time, who's going to babysit, or does Love Island baby get to go? <laughs> Well, I hope so. I don't think you can leave the baby at home alone. I don't think they allow that unless you're Macaulay no. Culkin. But um, uh, yeah, no, we're very lucky. Like we both, I mean, Love Island is a very small part of our year. Like we yeah. both have other projects that are going on. So it is, a, it is a life balance like it is for any working parents. But on that show, we never actually work the same times. Like, we oh. never work the same time. So Ian's schedule is a lot different to to hosting that show because he's in every day. He's in earlier because he's watching edits and he's writing and he finishes about 9 p.m. And usually with the votes and stuff for, you know, for who's going to be dumped from the island, you have to wait till after the show. So that, like, I wasn't walking into the villa until 11 o'clock at night. And one night I walked in and they were having a massive barney and I had to wait for two hours outside because they were like, it's too good to to have you walk in now. I don't think I left the villa till four in the morning. Fantastic! Oh, wow. It's not going to be Guernsey or Jersey or Isle of Man, or they were rumours. I've read, I've read all the stories okay, like okay. you have, yeah. and I don't know anymore because a year ago we read stories about a pandemic and we read stories about a virus, and uh, especially <laughs> the beginning of last year, and we we're like, yeah, yeah, sure, whatever, and look what happened there. So anything can happen, is what I've learned. What about Docky Island with a few goats? Oh, I love it. I love the West Coast. I thought the West Coast yeah. would be, oh, that'd be awesome. Yeah, Ackle somewhere around yeah. Ackle. Jesus, yeah. I mean, I mean, they'd be freezing. Yeah. But be funny a beautiful landscape good to watch <laughs> there was another quote in the book that you used from somebody else it just resonated most important person you need to show up for is yourself yes and I think that's really important at the moment I mean what, what do you think of when, when you think of that statement I think I spend a lot of my life and a lot of people do but particularly in this business whether you're presenter or an actor or whatever you're waiting to be booked for a job you're waiting for someone else to choose you and it goes even like at school or if you fancy the boy and you text him you're waiting for him to text you back you're waiting for the girls to invite you to a party or to invite you to something and you spend so much of your life waiting for other people to show up for you well I think at the end of the day the most important person I think I made a reference to looking into a mirror like the one person that you can rely on in life is yourself because you're always there for yourself because you know it makes sense so if you think that way if you change your perspective it's common sense but sometimes we don't think that way we're too busy getting validated by other people but if you can kind of respect yourself and be there for yourself and we talk about being kind to others but be kind to yourself because if you're not going to be kind to yourself sure who else is going to be Mm. there's great messages in this book like I, I really recommend anyone who's feeling a bit sort of down and things are getting in on them a little bit get some of the advice from from somebody who's been there and done that that's nice I yeah. hope so I hope so I'm not an expert it's just things that like you pick up along the way isn't it yeah Harry and Meghan when we're when we're talking to all of people in normal life did you see it what did you think we're now talking to you and you 
you do have to deal with not that level of intensity but yeah. certainly a certain a certain level of it what what's it like i mean nothing not at nice. all i can't even imagine like i mean a tiny what i what i get to deal with and what was scary is i guess when i moved to london I was kind of on the other side of it because I got this job at MTV. Social media wasn't really a thing. I think we had Bebo, you know, mm. remember oh, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and that was it. There wasn't really Twitter or Instagram. And I was living in Camden. But I used to see, like, I'd see Amy Winehouse around a lot and stuff. Um, and I remember seeing her walking around and, like, absolutely big. Because you'd see the pictures in magazines, but you wouldn't see it from the other side. And what I would see is, like, loads of men following this girl around by herself who looked petrified half the time. And it was scary, but I was from the other side and I'd have, you know, different artists come in and I'd ask them questions. And slowly, I think when I start doing other shows, like I'm a celebrity or my profile got a little bit bigger and like work was going really well. But when work goes really well, then suddenly you get interest in other sides of your life. And it scared me because I'd seen stuff happen to other people and I was very aware of it, which kind of made me more protective. I never really talked about who I was going out with. Not that anyone should care or or like this is my own business anyway, but I was very protective because I'd seen all these women being torn down um and it's very scary to see it from the other side and then you start seeing little glimpses in your own life yeah. um only small just mad stuff like getting out of a car and having a guy try to take a picture of your skirt like that yeah. was normal it's not now it's illegal yeah. but that was normal up to two years ago and we just kind of accepted it and i think for someone you know someone with the profile people with the profile of harry and megan to speak about this is really brave because they'll get a backlash from people you get people get backlash from saying bloody anything these days i think it's really brave because by them speaking up they're showing a side they're showing a narrative you know i think sometimes when you think of people in the high profile you think they're really strong and they've got this great life and i couldn't think of anything worse than being in the royal family (laughs) like it just it just seems like no freedom you can never go home you're kind of tight no like and i joked about this before like everyone talks about finding their prince i'm like no thank you speaking to your neighbors in london you got some celebrity neighbors is melda may one of your neighbors i mean it depends how far away she's about an hour and a half i think i saw a picture i think it's (laughs) Before you were pregnant, she's my mate. I, I think she's I saw a picture mate. of you and Melda and was it Claude and McKenna? Yeah, they, and, during the um, during break from lockdown, they come over to the house. So is it true then? Because she said all the Irish stick together whenever, whenever there's a thing on. All the Irish just kind of graduate, grow off to a corner. Is, is that all the Irish <laughs> celebs you know? You're sort of like, how are you? I mean, we have other friends as well. Um, <laughs> Paddy's united. Yeah. We do. We have other friends as well. But it is lovely. I think it is lovely having that. I mean, like Amelda's lived over here for years now. Yeah. Um, and, but it is really lovely. And I think there's lots of, um, even the other day, I put up on it. I really wanted so you can't buy soda bread over here, like proper Irish soda bread. And I really wanted Irish soda bread. And I was like, I'm not baking it. I don't have the time. I'm promoting a book. I'm filming Celebrity Juice. I don't have time to make bread, but I really want soda bread. So I put up on Twitter, as <laughs> where can I get Irish soda bread in London? And Claude McKenna sent me some in the post. Oh, she made wow. some that day and put it in the post. And that's why I love Irish people, because they help each other out. That's nice. cool. Every time I've had a soda bread with two eggs in town, it cost me 15 euros. So I, <laughs> yeah. worth every I mean, it's very though, good. It? And when we, when we zoomed Imelda May a few weeks ago, she showed us around her bar. She had a little bar um, oh, yeah. in her house. She's got a beautiful house. We've got, we've, got our, we've got a bar, but it's like it's in a shed. It's basically a garden shed. That'll do. That's got okay. Tap. We, so, that's all you need. We all need a shed. will do at the moment for anyone. 
So I presume you haven't been home in ages because of everything, or did you manage to get home when things were a bit normal last year? I was home year? for a few weeks last summer, um, but again, we were restricting. I never went back to Bray or anything. I wasn't able to go to my mum's house. We were right. just in the middle of nowhere, and I was finishing the book, actually, because it was nice to have a bit of space, so it was nice to finish the book. Apart from your mum, what's, what's the biggest thing from Bray that you miss? Is it going up Bray Head or walking the seafront or what is it? I love Bray. Um... Does it, oh, what's the, I follow some Instagram, love Bray on Instagram, that puts yeah. up pictures of Bray all the time, and yeah. I follow that, that's really weird. Bray, do you know what, the sea air, yeah. you miss it, when you grow up there, you take you take it for granted that the sea is there, and, and it's, I mean, bloody freezing, but it's there, mm. yeah. um, and I, I think living in London, where you have canals, but they're not the same. <laughs> it's not the same, <laughs> it's not the same. Do, uh, I see what's in those canals. Do do interesting characters hang around the canals in, in London the same way they do in Dublin, or is that just a Dublin thing? Uh, yeah, I used to walk the canal, because um, MTV Studios is on the canal in Camden, mm. so I used to walk it um, to work. It's interesting, yeah. Right. <laughs> it's so interesting. You, like in EastEnders, in EastEnders, somebody always dies if they go near the canals. <laughs> Well, we found I am um, I were uh, was working with this group called Plastic Patrol. So we were like paddle boarding down the Regent's Canal, mm. um, and we were like picking up plastic that was thrown in and stuff. So it's um, it's a brilliant charity that kind of cleans the canals basically. And then what we try and do is uh, register what kind of brands we find in the canal, and then contact them saying why is you know your plastic's been thrown oh, away yeah. the most? Oh, you think of something to be biodegradable. But we did find a bag of what we thought was a head, a skull. <laughs> But, but it turned out to be a coconut. Don't ask me. Okay. It's a coconut in a bag. Still. We thought it was a skull and we freaked <laughs> Jesus. out. Yeah, a coconut. And that's what they... A coconut co- in a bag. Is, yeah, coconut Jesus. in a bag. Who would throw that in the canal? Apparently it's a thing. I think it might be a religious thing because um, we did... Cause oh. We found quite a few of them. Um, but it scared me because I was like, I thought I was just going to find a few little wrappers and stuff. Oh, my God. <laughs> There's a story I didn't think I was going to share with you no, this morning. No, good no. thing to do, though. Good thing to do. Well, look, you've got a lot going on, so uh, the best of luck with it all. The biggest, the Thank biggest job that. is ahead, and, and we're saying Thank that as men. That. We don't even, we can't even say it from <laughs> the female perspective. Well, I feel, I feel well prepared because I have my cuddle mug, I have the big mug, good. ready to go. And sure, that's all you need, really, isn't it? We'll get you another one for Ian. Thank you. Well, yeah, but it's only well, put his bottle in. He bottle of beer in it. <laughs> yeah, it's good for that too. Keep it cold. Yeah, yeah. yeah. keep it cold. Yeah. Lovely. Keep cold. Lovely. Look, uh, best luck with the, with the book. Here it is again. The colour is fantastic. It's going to stand it on the shelf. How to be the hero of your own life. Fair play to you, Laura. Good Thank to you. talk to you. Thanks, guys. Lovely to see you. That's not the official title, though. The official title is no one can change your life except for you. Yeah. And that Wilson, it's, a, it's a tagline. It's a tagline. That, um, that song's going to be stuck in everyone's head for the rest of the day. So I thanks know, for that now. Well, everything, every show I go on now, they're like, oh, we'll play the song for you. Yeah, I'm yeah. Like, don't. No, we, we won't. But we'll <laughs> no, all, we won't. We're, we're humming it in our heads. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys. Great to have a good talk one. to you. Bye. Cheers. Bye. Never mind. Never mind. Never mind. Never mind. Dennis Lloyd, you catchy little devil. That's a good one, isn't it? So it's Friday. We made it again. It's the 12th of March. Four day week next week for lots. Oh yeah, I keep forgetting about Paddy's Day. If you're lucky enough to have a job at the moment, that is, of course, goes without saying. 300 at Traveller Funeral, lockdown law flouted as mourners flock to Health Chief's hometown. Up to 300 mourners attended a Traveller Funeral in the hometown of uh, Paul Reed yesterday. Guardy said level 5 restrictions were breached at the burial of Davy Riley in Carrick and Shannon. And Mr Reed added, it's pretty demoralising to see such abuse of public health guidance and measures. So. Yeah, the morning thing is very difficult because uh, like I've driven by a few funerals and I think what a lot of people did in the last few months was they just stood outside 
wore black, paid their respects, and you drive by and there's definitely more people than there should be, but like, it's very difficult to say to people. Yeah, a lot of people... What are you doing? Would, yeah, stand on the road or whatever and, you know, pay their respects as the hearse drives by. You know, it's all social distance and... I know you can't pick and choose what things can have a few people at, but... They're not really funerals. They just don't feel like a funeral. Yeah. And I, that's a, that's another thing. When When we do get through the storm eventually, we have to go back and celebrate all the birthdays. Mm. Do proper hoolies for people who've passed away. Miss things. Proper yeah. exam results, proper engagement parties, proper weddings. <laughs> we have to go back and we're going to have to party. The whole 20s has to be an absolute banger of a party. Home store and more will be out of gazebos for the next five years. Uh, we're not at party level yet. <laughs> but I can't wait to say we are. <laughs> the Brit bosses, uh, the Brits, the awards, have um, shelf plans to go gender neutral and scrap the. They're going to scrap the best male and best female categories. The gender-specific prizes came under new review after Sam Smith, twice nominated for British male solo artist, chose to identify as non-binary. Well, that cut down on your winners now, though. Because if you've only just got best artist, then, you know, there's no... There would be two. I don't understand why there is a male and female. So, So, in sport, right, you know, you could say, like, male tennis players would be stronger traditionally then female tennis players that's why they have male category and the females yeah. category and although I'd say Serena ones. Williams would bait the head off you but yeah. oh yeah absolutely and she actually did that there was some guy who said he could beat her and <laughs> she, she took him to pieces she absolutely could yeah but just traditionally right and uh, so I can understand one, actually, why yeah. they have sport where they have a male category because men compete with men and ladies compete with ladies so I can understand that some sports you could see it though like tennis definitely maybe not rugby but Tennis, a male, female, oh, you can. Wimbledon final. That yeah, could be. That would be good. Yeah, that could be good. And also, why did the the ladies get to do only do best of? They, they only do three sets, and the, the lads do best of five. Mm. It's much uh, much. Only the endurance would be necessarily any different. But if it's when it comes to songs, surely the best song is the best song, whether it's a man or a woman or gender neutral, yeah. or whatever, whatever you are. Like the, a song is a song. I think it's. I, look, I don't know why the rule originally came in for the Brits. It could have just been because, you know, things were different then. But uh, it, I think it nearly helps to highlight different genres of music if there are different. I, I don't know if I agree with genres, that. Genres, yeah. But, like, just if you're... if you're uh, Like, at the moment, you might have more men with guitars. At the moment, you might have more female vocalists who do what Dua Lipa does. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I think if you if you just give them one category for best song, then... Not just best song. Uh, yeah. Or like how do you like you still need categories so that when Stormzy isn't as famous as he is now, there's this there's this talk of this artist called Stormzy and they're highlighted in a, a black music category. I don't know. I think I think we definitely still need some. Oh we definitely need categories. But anyway, look they said that like they're they're not doing it this year, but they're open to reviewing it and they might do it in, in future years. Mm. But it's so for people who are delighted they were doing it this year, they're not they're a bit disappointed that they've changed their mind out. But it could happen at some stage. Of course, of course. Um, speaking of inequalities, uh, the Sarah Everett case has really spooked everybody for so many reasons, particularly because of who's been arrested in relation to it. But and it's not. It's, I knew this anyway because females in my life they they wouldn't go out. I, I'd often say, "Why don't you go for a walk now?" I'm not going out in that in mm. that dark. And I never even really thought of the reason why. But uh, it was just it's just highlighted more and more now that um, you know things the fellas can do. Things we take for granted. You take it for granted. Yeah. And girls can't and they have to 
have another girl with them or a few girls. Um, That's why you see so many yeah girls going out for walks and runs in the, at night in gangs because it's safer. It's just no. It shouldn't be that they have no, to do that. Not, no. Obviously, um, but yeah, if anything's come from it, it's really just even in Ireland the amount of, of women have said yeah. Like I, I, and I've often I hate at night time. And I saw someone else tweet about this the other day. It, it, let's say like I used to live somewhere close enough that I could walk home from town. If at three in the morning you're walking behind a woman, I'm hyper conscious of the fact Absolutely. that. Absolutely. And I don't know whether to cross the road. Speed up my pace, which would make you worse to get past her to make her go. I'm not one of them. Well, I'll tell you a story in a second how I completely freaked out a woman completely by accident, but it was like a series of unfortunate events. Yeah, like and seriously, this went from Tara Street to freak somebody out to Glenageary Dart Station and beyond. Uh, like, and the more I tried to, to I, I should have just shouted, I'm not a weirdo. <laughs> But I'm sure she was up the walls. And that's I was, quite a major weirdo. I was doing. Yeah, that's the, that's that's the, the first, irony. That's it. the first thing a weirdo would say. I'm not a weirdo. <laughs> I swear. I oh, know. I'll tell you in a second. It's actually it's funny, but it's not funny when you think about it. And you're right. You need to be aware that if you're if you're walking behind somebody, like you need to cop onto yourself. Well, and the just female be aware. perspective yesterday was, yeah. yeah, we know loads of you aren't like that, but we we don't know which one just by looking at you. Yeah. So, I don't know what the solution is, really. I mean, I know things are getting brighter now in the mornings and stuff, so women are going to feel they have a bit more freedom, but it's mad to think that, you know, you don't feel comfortable. Totally understand why. Yeah, but absolutely. It's, it's just, it's crazy that the world has to be like that. So, a lot of, lot of ladies sharing those stories yesterday. I'll tell you Very my story in a second, which is, you know, it all turned out fine, but... I, I didn't realise what I was doing at the time and then, then I realised oh Jesus she's probably freaked out now yeah so I'm makes, not a weirdo <laughs> weirdo oh it's bad I'll tell you in a sec it's F104 good morning it's the strawberry alarm clock it's F104 7.19 it was one of our guests over the last uh, week or so this morning our guest is Laura Whitmore we're actually going to be kind of chatting to her a bit about what we've been talking about yes and loads more she's written a very good book about uh, sort of the female perspective on uh, a lot of Sort of general dodgy stuff that's out there, including trolls and should be here about ten past nine. Imposter syndrome and all that kind of stuff. She's very, it's a very positive book. So I got on the dart. I was at a Tower Street Dart Station. It was kind of about ten o'clock at night, and I always go down the end. I used to always go down the end, get on the first carriage. Did you feel safer closer to the driver? No, I used to get on. I just people are creatures of habit. I bet you everyone listening, if you get a train or a bus, you always have the same place you I stand wait till the end because there's less, less likely people on it. Yeah, well, I, in Tara Street, I go right down the end to get on the first carriage because there's less people. Right. If you go, to, if you wait down the the other end, there's too many lazies that will they'll all try and barrel onto that, and you'll be squeezed. So anyway, so I get on the carriage. It's completely empty. Ah, oh, empty. So I'm walking down the carriage, oblivious. Empty carriage, and I'm just wandering down. And the next thing, I sit down, and I sit down, and I suddenly realise, hang on, this isn't empty. There's a girl there, and she's seen me getting on at the end of the carriage and walk all the way down and sit near her. And I thought, oh, Jesus, I'm after freaking her out now. So I couldn't say, hey, look, I'm not a weirdo. So I just so you weren't on the same bench, though, were you? No, no, not the same bench. But like, I was like, was facing her, but she was a couple a lot of closer than the empty train. But I'm sure she was thinking he could have sat in forty different places there, and he sat there. Yeah. So, and then I went, jeez, okay, I've messed up there. So I'll just completely ignore her and she'll be fine. And then, so I did. But then when you're in a dart, in a dart at night, your reflection is in the mirror. So you're looking out the window at nothing. 
you're actually looking at a reflection. So you, yeah, the glass. Yeah. So by accident, I caught a ride that way. Then so then I started looking up the, at the ads to try and not look out the windows because all I was seeing was her. You look and at the then, stations and, and then she was looking and I could catch her because the window was open. There was a reflection in the window that was open as well. <laughs> So then it gets to, I was going to Glendagiri Dart Station, I get off at Glendagiri Dart Station, she gets off at Glendagiri Dart Station. So I thought, I'll give her a bit of chance to to leave. So I I, I held back and I let her go up the steps and cross the the thing, the bridge, fine. And then I forget about it, I got my headphones in and I'm walking along and the next thing, up way in the distance, I see somebody looking around a lot and it's her! And that's when I should have shouted, I'm not aware (laughs) now. And it just so happened she was going the exact same route as me at the exact same station. The chances are, what are the chances? Uh, So again, I just, I stalled it until she was completely gone. But that's very thoughtful. But but she was, but I didn't even, I wasn't even aware that I was behind her, but she was very ultra aware. The guy that came all the way down the thing and was playing, playing, trying not to look at my reflection. Probably listened to really weird music. Oh, yeah. And I was trying my best not to look like maybe she didn't think I was weird, but she was on high alert, and I felt terrible. But that's you know if you're if you are walking home like you said, like just be aware of any anybody who's who who might find your presence a little bit freaky. So, girls, listen. Uh, notwithstanding, what would you prefer? You prefer to just be left alone, obviously. But it like the, the walking towards thing. Nobody wants to be freaking anybody out. So. Like until some miracle in time where there's no weirdos anymore. Well, there's always going to be weirdos. Exactly. There, there really is. So you know, does crossing a road help? In daytime, does, like it's whatever makes people feel comfortable. It, yeah. it shouldn't come to this, obviously. Um, but yeah, I mean, just that thoughtful process that you went through there. Not everyone's even going to be aware or self-aware or thinking of that. Yeah. But. Um, well, you, Try and be aware of it because, yeah, you could be walking along, listening to a podcast or listening to our podcast, having a right out laugh, going, oh, Jim and Nobby, that is so funny. And then you realise there's somebody in front of you that's freaked out. That it's happened to me myself. Sometimes you hear a noise behind you in the dark, by the yeah, way. Yeah. And, you know, because I, I saw a good friend of mine responding yesterday saying, you know, men are also afraid of men. Yeah, yeah. You, you, you don't know. Of course, yeah. You don't know who you're dealing with yeah. in general. Uh, it's usually a different type of crime though but um, yeah I mean you have to get the heebie-jeebies when you're walking down a dark leafy road or something and, and you just what was that um, so I think we've all kind of all experienced it on some level but obviously not the same uh, perspective of a woman so yeah yeah look um, I was walking down Moore Street really late one night and it was I was walking past where the stalls and stuff would be and they're all packed up and gone and it was kind of really quiet and I was walking past past a doorway and I just heard in my ear hello <laughs> and I looked and there was this big drunk man and he was just very jolly and he was leaning against the, the door probably just to keep himself standing up And but my head just passed his face I didn't even see him <laughs> in the dark Jesus. and he went hello and I went out of my skin wow he was lads it's shocking what women go through me and my girlfriend lived close to town she was walking home one night with her friend at around 3am and rang me to wake me up to say there was a lad that wanted to buy them drinks in the nightclub walking behind them Jeez. following them uh, so I go up to uh, meet them and as they got near Kevin Street Garda Station I ran over to them and your man stopped and when I saw him I asked him if he had a problem and he took uh, a blade out luckily by chance a Garda car was coming by the station and stopped and he legged it Jesus Um so yeah try be a taxi driver yeah absolutely I mean that's again you don't know who's getting into the back of your your, your cab and you're just trying to make a living so 
yeah, there's lessons for everyone in it. Um, but yeah, yeah girls, um, you shouldn't have to obviously feel like this. But it's it's a sad state that you do. Well, Laura Whitmore will be with us later on. She'll be talking about some things similar to this, and she'll also be telling us about Love Island. She does something incredibly uh, irresponsible with a strawberry lemon cuddle mug. I, I'd never known as ever, not even Crossy would admit to this. No, and uh, also she was helping clean out a London canal once, and she found something really odd in a plastic bag. We find out what's going on after nine. Don't move. Definitely on four. So uh, Crossy interviewed Daniel Kaluuya uh, on Judas and the Black Messiah. FBI informant William O'Neill infiltrates the Illinois Black Panther Party and is tasked with keeping tabs on their charismatic leader, Chairman Fred Hampton, who was played by Daniel. And uh, Crossy was talking to him, says he felt honoured to be spiritually step into the role of Chairman Fred Hampton. One sec there, that's all right. Oh, so we're going to Sam Hewan. When I um, really took in the scope of his ideas, his concepts, his beliefs, his love for the people, I felt just honoured to kind of... Um, spiritually step into this position, I mean, for this narrative and to be a part of continuing the legacy in, in my medium. I felt humbled and honoured. So he also spoke to, he's been talking to everyone. Busy. He got a last minute phone call at five o'clock yesterday that someone from Disney was able to chat to him as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, Crossy had an exclusive chat. You may have seen some of the, the, the little videos of it uh, knocking around on for social media. Sam Hewan. Uh, who's the lead in the brand new Sky movie SAS Red Notice which is on Sky from Friday uh, he's a huge amount of fans in Ireland like the reaction to the videos we've up there are, is huge and Sam tells us it's intense from start to the end it's intense right I mean from start to end you know there's no real let up and, and as you say I don't think it is it's not just your I guess regular Hollywood blockbuster you know, action movie. There's a lot. There's a lot more substance to it. I think there's this really interesting story about psychopathy and psychopaths, and uh, yeah, it's hard to know really who the good, the good or the bad guys are. Oh my god! Also, the plot of this movie is nearly the answer to today's Instagram qualifying question, just by chance. Uh, Andy Andy Circus is in it, and Ruby Rose as well. Wow! So it's really realistic with the news reports from their version of Sky News and parts of it. How real is it, Sam? I mean, that's hopefully, you know, the idea about it is, you know, this is all based on Andy McNabb's um, experience and, and the real, you know, how the military operate and also how the government operate. And this is this is the reality, actually. You know, I mean, obviously, we don't have, you know, these mercenaries going around. There are mercenaries. Um, and who's to say whose side they're on? But um, but yeah, it, it is based, you know, in, in, in the actual sort of current climate. So kind of scary, but um, but hopefully it just remains fiction. We'll have more from Sam Hewan later on. But uh, the big news as well about the Grammys is that the weekend... He wasn't making a big deal about it. No, but so Drake had already tweeted that he thought that the weekend was up for best song and best... He was a lock for best song and best album. He didn't even get nominated because there's apparently a secret committee that sit down and they go... They just they decide who should be... In. Who should be nominated from the... Like, so it's one of the best-selling and one of the highest critically, critically acclaimed albums the weekend. Yeah. And because this secret committee, they kind of, he's not nominated. So he said, he's told his people to never put forward Weekend's music again. He's going to boycott the Grammys from now on. He's out. This is what the Dublin football team should do when it comes to the GAA All-Stars every year. Do the Cork, do the Cork hurlers do that, didn't they? <laughs> they boycotted, like, just like the weekend. They were ahead of the weekend. They the were. 
They were saying that it was because it was three months out from the cutoff point. That and Zayn was going mad about this as well. But Zayn wasn't in the Zayn wasn't Zane, He Zane just didn't, didn't have, release an album. Zayn's single wasn't in the but with the weekend didn't qualify and it only got to number forty in America. It seems less fair with him. Yeah, the weekend was owning it this this year and didn't get numb. So Morgan's gone. He's uh, Piers Morgan has left. Uh, good morning, Britain. Rumour is he's going to pop up on a new news service alongside Kay Burley. She's still on a break from Sky News because she got suspended for having a COVID party. But that's just a rumour at the moment. But another rumour is that Susanna Reid, who's now kind of... Flying solo. Flying well, solo. Well, well, not solo. There's other people there. but The rumour is she's friends with a very big celebrity. Controversial, opinionated, maybe not as opinionated as Piers Morgan, but that's not a bad thing. And he's already a daytime TV star. Eamon Holmes. No. He's on in the afternoons. He's normally wearing black. Judge Rinder. Judge Rinder's her buddy. They're se- they've been mates for seven years. He's not going to be a judge during the day, no? He is a judge. He's just, he has that judge show. They might take him off that and put him on Good Morning Britain and he'd grill a few people. Yeah. Yeah. You know? I think you'd need a newsy background, though, no? Well, maybe a legal background. Or a journalistic background. Maybe. Eamon Holmes for the win. Sure he's doing nothing. Moaning on Instagram. <laughs> Ant and Deck are going to team up with Kat Dealey. I think they did this in last season. Or did they do something with her? Anyway, they're recreating chums for Saturday Night Takeaway. This is, no, they, they, they filmed this ages ago. This is, we're Maybe finally going to see it. Oh, okay, right. Uh, this was the massive show, uh, well, part of the show from SMTV Live back in 1998. Well, the, well Ant and Deck still kind of look the same. Uh, when you see old ones... You realise Who do you look at more Right Here's a question for you everybody When you're watching Saturday Night Takeaway Or The Jungle Which of Ant and Deck Do you look at more I Like can't, the lads I, I don't have a favourite Right I like Ant And I like Deck I don't have a favourite But When I'm watching it yes. I look at Deck more Than I look at Ant Is he easier in the eye I think it's because he's so smiley I'm not sure what it is But Everyone I've asked, who do you look at more? They've also said, yeah. You look at I, Deck more. I, I don't really look at Ant as much. As I, yeah, I look well, at Deck. I think you can miss his head. No, I know. And they keep making jokes about his forehead now. <laughs> but yeah, you look at you look at Deck more, don't you? Because he's kind of smiling and laughing his head off all the time. He's a bit smilier, yeah. Maybe if, that's what it is. That's a scientific experiment, everybody. Who do you look at more, Ant or Deck? Please let us know. Deck, because he makes funny, funny facial expressions. Yeah, he does. And he always like a bit giggler, yeah. Right, but I, I like Ant, but I don't look him as, as much. I understand. I understand. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, so uh, today yeah. SAS is on Sky. Uh, a lot of people are really happy about this. It's SAS Red Notice. Sam Hewen is the dude's name. Uh, Crossy zoomed up with him quite a few days ago just to to get ready for this, and he was like, "All right, Crossy." And Crossy just started with telling him what he was what he was having while he was watching it. He had a chipper with a can of coke, and he. he <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Hewan said he was. I'm, I'm delighted you had sustenance to watch it. Uh, he said there's very physical scenes with co-star Ruby Rose. We asked, did they meet up before to talk through the physical elements? So went around to her house with a bottle of malt whiskey, and I made her a hot toddy because she wasn't feeling great, and we talked it through, you know, because I think, you know, firstly, her character is the antithesis, but also exactly the same as Tom. You know, my character, you know, they are both in a sense psychopaths and. Uh, and Tom really is a sort of crossing point of, for firstly, knowing that he is one, but also which side is he on? And um, she gives him the choice there. But yeah, we wanted, we wanted 
it to be visceral, want it to be strong. And, and the end sequence, uh, um, the, the sort of fight in the forest really is, I'm very proud of it. And Ruby was brilliant and we really went for it. You know, it had to be, it had to be full on. And that's was back down to Andy McNabb. He wanted it to, to be truthful. And when you're trying to, unfortunately, when you're trying to stop someone, you're going to use all of your body, all of your might to, to stop that person in their tracks. So was it a fight scene they were practicing or a love scene? It just says physical. I don't but, know. But he said stop them in their tracks, so that's not love. It must be fight. It's, it's, yeah, like it's it's uh, it's SAS agents and it's all action. I'd say it's more jumping off trains and the, the channel tunnel, the Euro tunnel. Wow. Uh, at certain parts of the movie, you root for different people because one minute you're they're the good people and they're the not. Ask me about that as well. Yeah, well, I think you realise, you know, everyone in there has their own agenda and and really you know despite them fighting one side or the other or the good good guys or bad guys you know they all have a, a hidden agenda and yeah i would say even on the the good side you know there's there's people with very very um questionable um morality or questionable motives so uh, i mean this is the reality this is the reality of of you know the militaries certainly and, and the government as well and god i uh, i would hate to have to choose whose side to be on a lot of people are saying deck, Jim. Deck. Uh, oh yeah, update there. Yeah, deck. Never actually realised I do. Definitely deck. More and lads. Definitely watch more deck. Deck more. Deck more. <laughs> Some people say one because he smiles more. Two because he talks more. He doesn't though. They should be more it. in control. I don't know. I don't think so. No, they have very never ba- thought about it. Very balanced. Uh, like I like that fences game they were playing last week. Yeah. More definitely lads. play that in a park with a few trees. Definitely watch deck more. Hadn't really copped it till you said it, Jim. Jim. There now you everyone, go. tomorrow Everybody. night, watch the takeaway. Thinking of you. Everybody, male and female and kids, I've asked them all. They all watch Deckmore. The chap never shuts up. That's right. <laughs> uh, here's the moment that Little Mix got pranked by a super fan. Which member of Little Mix admitted they missed us <laughs> in lockdown? <laughs> Lee, Lee, Lee. Lee, yes. <laughs> James. Correct. What's up? Not anymore. <laughs> Question seven What is Leanne's favourite food? Steve Yes <laughs> What did he say? Steve what, what? Steve we're on the We're on the next question Steve Yes well, hello, Steve. <laughs> it wasn't really Steve. Well, it was Steve, but he... They did a good one on Cheryl as well. Same thing. Thanks for listening to FM World 4's Strawberry Alarm Clock Podcast. Listen daily and don't forget to subscribe to get the latest episode straight to your device. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. 
It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.